0: All right, let's get to it welcome to another episode of fan speculation vinny is back i'm back back in I the new york room huh. <laughs> uh, uh, good to have you back man uh, we're not physically with each other uh that's not because of covid uh it's just because vinny uh and his family are all watching book of boba fett together which is very lovely
1: Yes, yes, I gotta say it is quite strange that my mom is into Boba Fett and requires my presence.
0: <laughs> now, is your mom a Star Wars fan at all?
1: Uh, She is ever since Baby Yoda became
0: a Ah, <laughs> oh, Grogu, you have been able to entice so many women who could give two fucks about Star Wars into the whole universe. Well,
1: that's great. Yeah, I mean... Star Wars was becoming mainstream as it is, as you know as it was, uh, and then Grogu just sent it over the top. It gave girls that puppy dog love, or yep. baby baby envy, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. All I know is that m- my girlfriend is completely obsessed with Baby Yoda now. So and agree. yeah, it's it's far beyond anything. If if Baby Yoda was here, I wouldn't have a chance.
0: <laughs> well, thank you, Baby Yoda, Grogu, the child, whatever you want to call him. Uh, real We're quickly. Um, back when the early days of this podcast, um, we did a tribute to, uh, excuse me, to, uh, DMX, uh, because we love oh, DMX yeah. and, uh, and it's real quick, like you need a rest, <laughs> uh, and real quickly, we're going to give a bit of a tribute to, uh, Bob Saget who recently just passed away, uh, this past weekend at the time of this recording at the age of 65, very yes. um, sad. It is very sad. Uh, Bob Saget is, as most of you already know, is the fa- who was famous for playing Danny Tanner, the father in uh, in Full House, also reprising his role in Fuller House on Netflix. Um, it, he was found dead in in a, or, uh, a hotel room in Orlando, and um, he again only sixty five. Uh, I'm just seeing here. It's It's just very sad, you know. um, You know, Mm -hmm. you you and I, and so many other people, you know, grew up
1: watching. He was the the television father for most nineties nineties kids, you know.
0: Yeah, he was he was TV's dad, along with you know Betty White, and uh, you know her passing as well. Uh, rest in peace, Betty White, as well. You know, America's grandma was taken from us before New Year's happened, and then America's dad Mm -hmm. right after. It's very sad, you know. Vin,
1: do you have what? What are some of your fond memories of watching Bob Saget? Um mainly full house waking up at two o'clock in the morning as a, as a kid to full house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I loved you watching full I mean? house
0: too. It's, I never watched fuller house. Um, it was, uh, I. I, I caught some things here and there back when I was still living at my mom's house. My sister would watch fuller house and I catch some things here and there. It was nice to see some of the older characters come back from the nostalgia thing. Um, you know, and what some people may not even realize is just how
1: raunchy of a comic he was. Like, oh, yeah, If like, you didn't watch his stand up, you totally should have because it gives you a so, whole different perspective on Bob Saget.
0: He was so funny. I was watching a clip recently, a co worker of mine showed it to me where he's on, uh, oh, what's, I think it's Entourage, and he was, oh, sa- yeah, he was saying to someone, Why'd you blow me off? Like, I didn't blow you off, like, you know what. I got. I was getting blown off by two Mormon chicks, and you know who walked in on us? Her husband. <laughs> <laughs> and then her assistant walked in. She's like, "Yeah, your meeting's here." It's like, "Sorry, Bob, I gotta go." It's like, "You're leaving in the middle of my blowjob story." <laughs> 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 and I think one of, the, and again, one of the most famous things. Well, I don't know about one most famous, but like one thing you might know is you know we, the whole uh, suck dick for <laughs> for crack. <laughs> oh, yeah, eight. yeah, yeah. You ever suck dick from marijuana? No, I don't think I have. Boo this man. Um yeah, he just he was a raunchy comic. But another thing that really tied Bob Saget to get for you and me together, Vin, and some of our other friends is oh, Ture- hell yeah, Is Tourette's guy. Is guy. Like-
1: <laughs> if you don't know who Tourette's guy is, go on YouTube and fucking Google that shit immediately. Because <clears throat> It is just comedic gold from the early two thousands. If if you aren't
0: aware, we'll give a little description. Tourette's guy is pretty much a guy who has Tourette's, and his family, his son, whoever. They're just they've just filmed him saying the most random shit, and you know he'll, he like one. They're getting groceries. It's like, where's the paper towels over here, Dad? And this one, throw them over here. Fuck, motherfucker, hit me in the dick. Sorry, lucky wasn't hard. (laughs) And then he grabs the paper towel. I mean, this thing, not my dick. (laughs) But the one thing that I think made us laugh the hardest one of the hard, like, funniest is that sometimes he wouldn't even curse. He would just say Bob Saget. Yes.
1: (laughs) He's just,
0: Bob Saget hated that. Bob Saget knew about it. Uh, Like, he he talked about it in a standout special. Like, like, I, not too long after it came out, and he's like, yeah, You guys ever heard of this guy called Tourette's Guy? He's like, Yeah, like like he, he he has Tourette's, like he's big on YouTube. Like he doesn't even encourage, it's just my name for every reason. Like, ah, oh, Bob Saget. Ah, oh, goddamn, Bob Saget. Like, it was it was <laughs> it's so fucking meta to see Bob Saget talk about Tourette's Guy saying Bob Saget. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, but. Wow it was uh, it's a it's a it's a real shame you know 65 is relatively very young age you know uh, I, I think the cause of death is out there but I don't have it in front of me but uh, but cheers to you Bob you were you gave a lot of memories to so many people over the years you, you know all all your peers and your friends and family over the past few days on social media have been saying nothing but kind wonderful words about you so rest in peace Bob rest in peace America's dad
1: that's right. Rest in peace, rest in peace, Bob Saget. Thanks for the memories. Thank you, always. Shame, you go- and shame to go so soon, you know. Yeah, but we always have those memories. We always
0: have Full House. Anyway,
1: okay. enough of the songs. Endless, endless seasons and footage. If you if you haven't watched Full House,
0: there's oh, yeah. so much
1: to watch. If you've like, never if watched you, Full House, you run of what shit are out doing? Netflix, forget about it.
0: What, what are you doing? If you've never seen Full House, go. Just watch anything Bob Saget-related if you haven't already for his passing. You want to go watch Half-Baked? You want to go watch his stand-up special, Full House, whatever it is? Go honor Bob Saget. Anyway, we have a lot more stuff. What would you say, Vinny? I said he deserves it. He should. Everybody should watch Full House if you haven't. Yes, he does. Anyway, we have so much other things to talk about. Um, we have to talk about the book of Boba Fett, with along with a lot of other reports going on. We have stories about Andrew Garfield talking about his uh, his comments on being in Spider-Man: No Way Home, finally being able to talk about it. Uh, reports about the Marvel Illuminati in the Multiverse of Madness movie with yep. the the account My Time to Shine saying, "Uh, they might not make it." And uh Fantastic Four is being cast. We are going to cook things off with the Book of Boba Fett episode 3 review.
1: Holy shit, this show just keeps getting better. Uh-huh. It's it's insane. Whatever you thought was going to happen in Boba Fett doesn't happen in Boba Fett. And that's not that's not to say don't get your hopes up for anything cool. Anything that happens in Boba Fett have 100% faith in the producers. It's really, really coming together. It's so,
0: so good. I mean, every, I mean, every episode just keeps getting better and better. And you know, last week was probably my favorite episode so far. But then this one is so, so it's so much better. It's forget. <laughs> CJ, take it away. Okay, so we kick things off. Where do we kick things off here? I'm trying to fucking remember. So we Dude. kick things. We kick things Let's off kick with uh, Boba Fett is sitting on his throne, along with Fennec Shang on his right. Uh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> um, it's all right. Rock we and ha- roll. Uh, we ha- uh, they are talking, and then this man comes over and says that... um Fuck that- my dick! <laughs> No, he didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what happened was that he comes over saying, you know, these kids, you know, these 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 hooligans, they've been stealing water from me. And they're, you know, they take uh, droid parts and put them together, uh, their bodies. They're ruthless. So Boba goes over to find them. And it turns out this guy's a scumbag because he's charging too much for fucking water. So Boba says, like, you know, it's like, I am the Daimo of here. Like, well, Daimo... You know there is no work for us. That is why we are doing this. Then come work for me," Boba says. The guy comes out from the shadows, just like a little fucking snitch. They stole from me, and you're like, 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 uh-huh. like how much do they owe you? Fifteen hundred. Give him five hundred for water. Give him five hundred. Uh-huh. It's like that's thirteen they still owe me. Like, well, c- take the five hundred. He shoot. reminds me of like uh, like a mafia boss now. That's exactly it. Even Fennec is saying that you know you're the leader of a family now, Uh and there's there and I liked that we're finally moving away from the Sand People saga of the Book of Boba Fett because I feel like if they they held too long on the Sand People thing, people would have definitely gotten a little little bit turned off by this episode. But I think we had a lot more of what's going on in the present rather than what's
1: going on in the past with Boba. Wouldn't you say, Vin? Uh, yeah, I, I I'm heavily surprised by the Sand People thing, and I completely agree with what you were saying about uh, the Sand People thing getting carried on. Um, are we doing? We're doing spoilers for episode three. I mean, we always usually talk about spoilers, so we can just yeah yeah, yeah That's what we're here for. All right. So <clears throat> I don't want to say that I'm glad that they all got killed, but like that I feel like that is the another arc for Boba Fett to carry on with because now he really hates the Pikes.
0: Yeah. I think that um he like the story arc in the last episode I felt was well done with the Sam people, especially when he was doing the fighting form with all of them in the fire at the end of the episode. I thought yeah, like that dude, was that was like,
1: that was dances
0: with Boba Fett. That was the full uh that was like the full circle thing of like he's a part of the tribe now and he is just you know, he, he is an honorary Tuscan raider uh, you know, when he took it personally when the when the Pikes killed the Sand People, uh, and from that point on we were kind of done there. We saw him in the back of the tank, but we also saw young young Boba Fett looking out to his father at the Slave One on Camino, Jango Fett flying the Slave One. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. That was that was pretty cool. Now something I was it, saying to uh, yeah, I'm was, taking the flashbacks. Yeah, I, I'm liking it. I, I I think I have a theory that, and I was saying this to um my girlfriend's best friend last night, we were hanging out with her, uh, Hillary, she was on this podcast a while back, um, that I think we're going to start to see different stages of Boba in his life. I think we were going to be done with the Sam people in this episode, and, and we wrapped it up here, but I think we're going to start to see other points of Boba's life. Like, I think, like, we saw young Boba Fett, and how he, he mentioned earlier, it's like, oh, I was surrounded by water when I grew up on an entire mm-hmm. planet, and talking about Camino. And I think we're going to start to see things of young Boba or possibly, you know, a teenage 20-year-old Boba Fett. And I think they could if they wanted to. Real quickly, um, did you see the Under the Helmet Boba Fett documentary on Disney Plus? Of course. Okay. So they brought the kid who played young Boba Fett. I think you could could get him, like, as young Boba Fett, maybe – have a little CG in there and make him look a little bit like, more like Tamara Morrison. I don't know, but he really kind of looks like a young Tamara. He he does. Or as a kid, he did. It's Not like they cherry picked the one, the one tan boy, the one little tan boy. You know what I mean? <laughs> but um, but I say you could get him back if they haven't already and use him for younger Boba Fett flashbacks. Like I still want to see that fight with Cad Bane. Oh yeah, that like, has to happen. I got to see that in this series, and I'm
1: thinking or maybe gonna, maybe the maybe the Pikes hire Cad Bane.
0: Mmm. I didn't think about that. I did not think about that because I think in the deleted scene, uh Bane like like Boba did kill Bane, and that's why Boba has the dent in his helmet. But it would be interesting, since considering that scene never got out into Clone Wars and has never been used, it would be interesting that if maybe Boba thought he killed Cad and really he was yeah. just wounded and the pikes uh were able to uh, to bring him back.
1: What do you think? Um, hey, maybe. Anything's possible with back to tanks, dude. That's what we're learning from from Book of Boba Fett. Absolutely. Anything is possible with back to tanks.
0: Boba might have a back to tank addiction though, don't you think?
1: <laughs> yeah, right. He's in there every
0: time. He's now. in there a lot. <laughs> um but yeah, I'm th- that would be a really cool thing to thing, I think to see. You know, we we've talked about it a while that we think Cad Bane should be in this show at some point or another. Um also, we had a lot going on with the uh, the Huts, the Hut twins. They sent over uh, Black Rosantin over to kill Boba and took him out. And then the the uh, the young thug—I won't I call them thugs—but the kids that Boba hired, Venek, they they trapped him in the Sarlacc pit. And the Huts came back and they said, you know, um, and I'm forgetting who. Uh, the pikes you know they want uh, the may and the mayor they want war so they're leaving tatooine and they give a rancor to uh boba as tribute and they also give Chrysanthemum as well and he lets him go i th- i don't think this is the last we'll see of black Chrysanthemum. i think he will return in the show what do you think vin
1: um i'm not really sure who that character is that's the that's the black wookiee oh you know, I'm not even paying attention, and I don't have subtitles on when I'm watching it. I should, I should have subtitles on.
0: Well, I actually, um, had, I had to look him up after episode two because they didn't give him a name.
1: Yeah, I dude. dude I think he's definitely going to return. I know they let him go, but that character is way too cool not to return. What I think is that that Wookiee's going to get hot out in the desert and come back to work for Boba Fett because he's got no choice. Number two, so what I want to uh, what I wanted to say is, we're going to see Boba Fett ride a Rancor. Oh, hell yeah.
0: Hell yes. But what's even crazier is the second I saw that Rancor coming up on that little vehicle, I'm like, that's fucking Danny Trejo. That's Machete. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Danny Trejo's in that shit.
0: Machete's in the Star Wars universe. And he's the Rancor caretaker. That's so fucking awesome. Like out of all the people I could possibly imagine that could could have been in this show, Danny Trejo was on the bottom of my list. I'm I'm pleasantly surprised to see him in this show.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I am too. I think it's uh, Danny Trejo. Uh, you know, somehow gets his hand in just about anything. Yeah, so, really. Star Wars. Yeah,
0: so he's in he's in the show. He's the Rancor t- caretaker. Boba wants as you said he, you think he will ride the Rancor and I think he will. He wants to. He's bonding with the Rancor and you know, he's surprised that Rancor can feel such great emotions like depression and you know, he was bonding with him. And the the uh Fennec calls for Boba and that they wanted got to do or it was the protocol droid I think it was calls for Boba and they want to go find the mayor because really they're the one who's finding out that he is the one behind all this. He was trying to make it seem like the huts were the ones behind it, but they weren't. So mm-hmm. they go to see the mayor. They see that little little fucking assistant of his. I don't want to punch him right in his face. He's such a punchable face. Yeah, he really does. I fucking hate him. He's a fucking little weasel. Fennec and Boba go mm-hmm. over to the the mayor's office. I like that
1: they cap they kind of like captured him
0: yeah they did so he turns like well I can see uh, Fennec's like if you want to keep breathing you should choose your next few words carefully I can see if I can move around the lesser important uh, appointments for the mayor hold on locks the door escapes so they have to go chase after him uh, the kids on the bikes go after, go after. Uh, I don't even know this fucking douchebag's name, so fuck him. He's, he's weasel to me. They chase the weasel throughout Mos Espa, and he stops. And he gets crashed in all these food uh, food stands. Boba comes in his jetpack and says, who's behind it? And he says, the mayor, that he's working with the Pikes. And that they are looking for war. Uh, the, guy, the guy with the cool eye uh, in front of his face says there was like 12, 13 of them coming on a starship and Fennec says, you know, we are ready for they're ready for war and Boba says, so will we. Now, then I think it's very apparent that we're going to see some some big huge battle towards the next few episode uh, towards the end of Book of Boba Fett, but Boba is definitely going to need some help. Now, yeah. I think Black Chrysanthemum is a very uh is a very likely ally. The the Black Wookiee. Oh. Hundred percent with his
1: with his shocker uh, brass knuckles. How'd you like those? Mm. So awesome, so fucking awesome. I think uh, I think Boba Fett took that on the chin
0: like a champ. Yes, he did. So I'm sure Boba, as the time goes on, in these episodes, he will gain respect. He will gain respect of the people. He will gain respect of other people, and he will be able to bring in more allies onto his side. If they're going to be other major characters, I don't know. Black Horsantan is really the only one I can think of. But maybe, we still haven't seen it, but Boba Fett knows who, uh, he knows, what's his name? Uh, Tim- Timothy Timothy Oliphant's character in Mandalorian, uh, Cobb Van. He knows Cobb Van. Mm-hmm. So, Cobb Van is, you know, he's kind of a marshal of his own little Aryan Tatooine. What do you think is the likelihood that maybe he could help Boba Fett in this fight? Um
1: I mean, I think it's I think the return of Timothy Oliphant is something that should be inevitable. But um I don't know if he's gonna come back to help Boba. I think he would more than likely show up in the next season of Mando.
0: I think he would, but there has to be some kind of there has to be some kind of connection there because we know yeah. Boba knows who t- who who Cobb Bane is. Uh Cobb Van, let's say. He knows who he is. Maybe we'll see a flashback scene where he meets him on Tatooine or something. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe. But... Unless
1: Cobb Van wants to search for his armor again. Well, I, I well, I mean the
0: armor does belong to Boba Fett. Yeah. so maybe I mean, we'll...
1: yeah, it does belong to Boba Fett. But exactly how long did Cobb Van have have Boba's armor?
0: That's a good question. He did, uh, after the, I want to say for like at least five years, because the Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett right now takes place five years after the Return of the Jedi. And he showed how to man, he was talking about Mando, about how the Death Star blew up for the second time. Those, you know, the, um, that wasn't the Pikes, was it? Was that the Pikes who were attacking that village? I don't think so. Okay. Well, these these raiders, these these you know these savages that came in, and he came in and he had those crystals. You know, the the Jawas saved him. They want they they um they wanted the crystals so badly, and then he saw the armor, and he's like, I want the armor. Uh-huh. So may so, Cobb Van probably had that armor for about five years or so. About the same time, uh, Boba. Uh, was on Tatooine, but it's strange because if Boba knew Cobb Van had that armor, why didn't he go try back and get it? Yeah. Uh, 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 I don't know. I don't know. It has to do with storylining, I guess. I have a bit of a theory. I think maybe just because Boba isn't necessarily... As we've seen, he's not necessarily a bad person. He's just... Like he says, I'm a simple man trying to make his way through the galaxy like my father before me. So maybe he's done some questionable things. But he's not terribly a bad human being. I mean, nobody... No, I think
1: he's got good morals. He's just fucking ruthless.
0: Yeah, I think so too. And maybe he saw Cobb Van... With the Mandalorian armor, and he was using it to protect his town, maybe Boba saw some respect in that. And as he says, he wants to rule with respect, not with fear. So maybe he saw the respect there, and he's like, maybe the armor is better suited with with him to protect his people. Maybe that's the th- reason why he never went to go back and get it. May- I mean,
1: maybe it's all it's all be maybe's. We- Boba Fett's such a mysterious character. Like it's it's hard, man. All this is hard to predict because we really don't have any backstory on anything that's going on in Boba Fett. I mean, not really, unless you're like a hardcore
0: we, reader of the comics or the books.
1: Yeah, and they're not even really going off of that because if they were, they would have like a dark side Luke Skywalker show because there's a whole dark horse comic book series about Luke Skywalker going to the dark side, and he's oh, he's read. like, it's dude, that. it's it's hardcore. And is, is that like a, I first, is, is that like a what if scenario? No. Apparently, in between in between Return of the Jedi, well, this came out before uh, Force Awakens, but apparently, like a few years after Return of the Jedi, you know, um, Luke Skywalker tries to start the Jedi Temple again, Mm -hmm. and something happens where he goes to the dark side. I I can't remember if like he leads his students like into into death. Like like so many students die that he like can't bear it. And hmm. he, he like goes to the dark side. I, I think that that's how it goes. But um you know how you know how in the end of Mando when he crushes the droid with the force grip? Yes. Like when I when they peeped that, I was like, Are they are they like that's a dark side move. Is are they about to open up that whole comic book series? Because if they do, that's fucking hard. <laughs> I think so too.
0: Um, overall, though, with our thoughts with Book of Boba Fett, we'll wrap things up here a little bit. What are your thoughts on this episode overall, and what do you see happening? What, what are some predictions you could give, if you can think of any?
1: Um, well, obviously, there's going to be a war with the Pikes, 100%. Yeah. I, I think we're going to see the return of that dark Wookiee. Um, mm-hmm. what else? What else can I predict? I think we're going to see, we're definitely going to see, uh, What's that bounty hunter's name again? Cad Bane. Cad definitely going to see Cad Bane. Uh, in my opinion, you know, if if we don't, we don't find. But I think I've been pretty good with the theories lately. Um, yeah, I think so. I think uh, the Pike's going to hire hire him.
0: I would have to agree on all those things. Uh, whether or not we see Cad Bane in present day, or if we see him in a flashback, uh, I would love to see both. I would actually love it if for one of the next few episodes, like maybe the end of the next episode we see mm-hmm. Cad Bane knock down Boba Fett like Boba gets Whoa. shot gets shot down and then then you see this slow camera rise to Cad Bane's face and then the next episode we open up with a flashback to when Boba and Cad Bane fought i think that would be really cool a way to set it up like yeah, a, a, I, don't think, I don't think cuz i don't think Boba needs to be in the back of the tank for every flashback yeah but anyway, um, we have a lot more things to talk about in this episode, so let's get right into it. Andrew Garfield has finally been able to talk about Spider-Man No Way Home. Now, he has been He directly to the world for Spider-Man. I mean, he had to. He had to. He couldn't just He couldn't just go out and say, Yes, I'm in Spider-Man No Way Home, because you know uh, that it would ruin everything. It, it would ruined everything, and it would be a breach of contract because everyone signs NDA NDA's non disclosure agreements. That if there's something you can't talk about, if you're supposed to be a surprise for a movie or anything, you can't it talk about been it. would a breach, motherfucker. Yeah. Also, it's even a thing of like when even if even if Tom Holland for his next Spider Man movie,
1: he surprise, can't
0: he, he can't say everything that happens in the movie. Like let's say the movie is Scorpion versus Spider Man. And let's say Scorpion dies. He can't just go out and say Scorpion dies because that's a spoiler, and that would be a breach of contract. So All anyway, uh, Andrew Garfield not only has been with Spider-Man No Way Home, but he was in uh, you know Tick, Tick, Boom, and The Eyes of Tammy Faye. He's been doing a lot this year, but he finally got to talk with, uh, with uh, Entertainment Tonight, Variety, just so many people to finally talk about his time with Spider-Man No Way Home. So I'm going to be going through a few quotes here and uh, this one says, uh, Starting simple, why did you say yes to No Way Home? I wasn't expecting to ever have a conversation about potentially playing Peter Parker. I felt very excited just to be a fan again, but I got this call from Amy Pascal and Kevin Feige and John Watts with this idea. It was immediately undeniable. It sounded incredibly fun, incredibly spiritual, trippy, and thematically interesting. On base level, as a Spider-Man fan, just thinking the idea of seeing the three Spider-Man in the same frame was enough. The pitch was really, really enticing, they said. Uh, uh, they said you played this character in your way and what would you want to explore if you had an opportunity if you were dumped into this other universe and faced with your younger with this younger you and this older you how would you respond Andrew goes on to say, we talked about a lot of, men, uh, of mentorship. We talked a lot about, about brotherhood, and a lot about what is to be the older brother, younger brother, and the middle brother. There's a, mm-hmm. also a thing of seeing someone you love walking down a path that you've already walked down, and you know it doesn't uh-huh. lead to the place where you immediately go uh, meant to go. The character is isolated, his emotional expressions and physical experience. But what happens when the aloneness gets better, blasted open, and you come to realize you've never been alone? There are other brothers that are going through the exact same thing that's a big spiritual journey to go on man and then just milk, uh, milked out all of the fun we could possibly have so going off of right there John Watts Amy Pascal and Kevin Feige all contacted Andrew Garfield about this role that's pretty big when you know the head boss of Marvel the head boss of Sony and the director all want you a part of this whole thing don't you think
1: yeah I, I, I mean I imagine being confronted by all three of those people Imagine.
0: You know, after all these years of like playing Spider-Man and you don't, you're not Spider-Man anymore. And then they want you to be here. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll read through a few things here. You know, he uh, Andrew goes on and says that, you know, you talk about your time with fellow Spider-Man, what did you share off of and talking about uh, with Maguire and uh, Holland, saying, I think the first time we were all in the suit together, it was hilarious because it's like just the three ordinary dudes who were just actors and just hanging out. But then you also become a fan of like, oh, my God, we're all together in the suits and we're doing the pointing thing. Then there was talk about going on the ba- uh going to the bathroom and, you know, padding around the package. We talked about what worked for us. Tom was jealous because I have a little zipper in my suit and I can get my hands in and out easily to work his uh, to work his phone. He had to use his nose because he couldn't access it with his hands. We would have deeper conversations too, talk about experience with the character and have Amy Pascal there who was seen through nine movies, including Spider Verse. It was really revolutionary experience for her realizing how much life that she had given to this character. That was a beautiful profound moment there's a line where i improvise the movie saying to mcguire and holland that i tell them i love them that was just me loving them so that scene where he ground, hey i love you guys they're just like thank you that was improvised by andrew garfield wow that's that's so fucking great that is amazing and it's one of the best parts of the movie too
1: yeah that 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 just warms the heart
0: it does and he goes on to say you know Tom Holland is and a few other things not to to pry on this whole article but he says things you know that you know Toby he's standing there with Toby Maguire his hero of Spider-Man and he's sta- and then and standing next to him on the other side is you know the brilliant uh, amazing incredibly talented uh Tom Holland you know his little he, who he calls his little brother uh you know he says it's a great spiritual journey where you know You know where he couldn't save his loved one, but he saves his. He stops from his younger brother's romantic relationship potentially failing. Uh, You know it's a real healing, therapeutic moment. He says, "You know, it's a really crazy thing here." And Andreas and I talked last week. You know the possibility of of Andrew returning as Sony Spider-Man, and my time to shine. Hello on Twitter was confirming that Andrew will return and Toby will return. Now I think they'll both return in Secret Wars. But Andrew returning for the Sonyverse is a really big topic to talk about. Now, Vin, that we, now that we seem to have some sort of confirmation um, and Morbius being delayed to April, do you think it's more likely now that we'll at the very least see Andrew Garfield cameo in Morbius?
1: Oh, I think it's 100%. I thought that already got confirmed.
0: I think so as well. and um, I think Morb- I
1: mean, Morbius is going to be an Andrew Garfield universe villain uh, that we are eventually going to see... In Tom, uh, Tom, uh, Tom
0: Holland's, I don't know if we'll see Morbius, this Morbius, in Tom Holland's MCU. I think we can still build a universe with these villains. Like I think Ven- Venom and, and Morbius and Andrew Garfield's Spider Man have been together this entire time. They've been in the same universe this entire time. And if you actually look at like the 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 color spectrum, like the, the cinematography of the Andrew Garfield movies, along with Venom and Morbius, the it's kind of very dark toned, and it's very similar huh? to those movies. Along what, whereas the MCU is a little more brighter. Um, I would say it's very likely that Andrew's coming back, and after seeing No Way Home, I, maybe this is a, a bit of a stupid question, Vinny. But would you want Andrew Garfield to come back as Sony Spider Man?
1: That's the stupidest question I've ever heard. Of course, it is a stupid question. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um but l- l- let's let's talk about this for a second. What are some things that like for the Amazing Spider-Man 3 movie that will eventually happen as as we are as we can speculate here. What is a storyline you would like to see for Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man Peter Parker? What
1: would I like to see? I'd like to see a team up with I'd like to see Tom Holland and and Andrew Garfield team up to fight Morbius, and Venom, and Vulture.
0: That would be good. I don't know if they would throw in Tom Holland into the next movie with him. I don't think they'd put them those two together so soon. But I would like the next movie. I would like him and Venom to fight off against each other.
1: Oh yeah, or the, to, come or,
0: the, or the black suit putting into a thing into uh, into, into, into into the whole thing. Um, also kind of go into why, you know, that whole thing he set up for himself in No Way Home, where he's like, you know, I got rageful, I got I got bitter, and I don't want you to end up like me. So I kind of want to see where that led him because that's a portion of the movies that we never ever saw. We possibly yeah, could have s- We could possibly could have seen it in the Amazing Spider-Man 3 had it not been cancelled, but it, it did so we don't know. Um some other cool things about this whole article is that uh he actually snuck into a movie theater with Toby Maguire in uh, opening night and him and him and Toby just had their baseball caps and their masks on. Now, oh, yeah, could, yeah. Could you imagine being in that theater thinking like, "Wait, were they at my theater?" <laughs> having, yeah, right? Having Toby and Andrew be in the fucking theater with you? That's insane to think. Uh it's imagine sitting next to them. Oh my god, <laughs> that'd be even crazier! Oh my god, um, I think the next, I think we'll definitely see Andrew show up in uh, more BS as far as a, maybe like a cameo or an after credit scene, whatever the case may be. But uh, it's just nice to see him finally talk about Spider Man No Way Home and be so happy about it. He was saying that he traded like the game, like the game of the of werewolf, where if if for those of you who aren't familiar with the game werewolf. You have uh, to... We know talking about. Okay, yeah. So for those of you who don't know, Game Werewolf is you get some people together, like you draw a card, and if you're the werewolf, you have to lie to the other players and say, you know, deceit them, say you're not the werewolf. I'm
1: curious to see if CJ knows what, I, what, what I'm going to say. Let's see. I am a werewolf. What are you doing in there? Breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I do know.
0: I am a werewolf. What is going on here? Breakfast. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: if you don't know what's, if you don't know what that is, go on YouTube. Look up what's going on here. Breakfast. Oh God, you're gonna pass oh, your pants. My. I am uh, a werewolf.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my God. Oh fuck. But anyway, th- there's so much going on with Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. Um, one thing I definitely want to do for the podcast, I know I have to finish up my rewrites of Last Jedi and Force Awakens, but in the future, I would love to do a redo of The Amazing Spider-Man too because I think that mo- I think there is, I think there's hope for that movie. It's just it wasn't executed right. Um, yeah. But the biggest thing here, and I know we've talked about he's coming back, but Andrew was asked about the possibility of replaying the character and he says, I mean, yes, definitely, open to something in the if the right if it feels right. Peter and Spider Man, those characters are about service to the Raider Good and those many he's working class uh, he's a working class boy from Queens and knows a struggle of loss and deep and is deeply empathetic. I would try to mm-hmm. borrow Peter Parker's ethical framework in that there was an opportunity to step back and tell more stories, I would have to feel very, very certain and, in myself. He said never uh-huh. say never but he's coming back. He's coming back. He's got to be coming back, right? Yeah, he's got to. Okay. Uh, let us know on social media, fanspeculation underscore pod, and on Twitter. Uh, would you like to see Andrew Garfield return as Spider-Man in the Sony universe? Let us know. Now, we have a few other things to talk about before we wrap up the podcast here. Uh, we have to talk about more uh, leaks from Multiverse of Madness. Now, Is being reported Mm -hmm. that the Illuminati is going to be in Multiverse of Madness. Now, if you don't know what the Illuminati is, we've kind of been talking about it for a little while. But if this is your first time listening to us, thank you for listening to us. The Illuminati consists of different leaders of different uh, superhero organizations and groups put together into one. Iron Man representing the Avengers. Charles Xavier representing the X-Men. Black Bolt representing the Inhumans. uh, uh, Submariner Namor representing uh, Atlantis. uh, Doctor Strange. Uh, representing the Sorcerers, I guess, and Mr. Fantastic representing the Fantastic Four. Now, there have been many rumors, many reports, that they're going to be getting a lot of original characters from different universes into this movie, along with the Fantastic Four, like the previous, the the decent version of the Fantastic Four, not the shitty rebooted version with Michael B. Jordan, um, uh, Patrick Stewart-Charles-Xavier. Having Doctor Strange as a member of the Illuminati was a variant. Even Mordo could potentially yeah. potentially be a r- Illuminati. Uh Tom Cruise as Iron Man, because originally Tom Cruise was approached about Iron Man, so that would be a really cool thing too. Uh but the big thing here is, um, is please, that man. I know, but it'd be funny. It, just for this one thing. Just this one time. Just this one time. Just the one time. Um The big thing here, though, is that it's heavily speculated that Wanda is going to be A villain when this movie is all said and done. I've been saying this forever, but but my time to shine hello is saying that don't expect the Illuminati to survive. The big rumor is that Patrick Stewart's Charles Xavier is going to fight Wanda Maximoff and it's going around that she might kill him. Vin, I talked about this to you a little bit off mic before we recorded. What are your initial thoughts hearing
1: this? I mean, no part of me wants to see Charles Xavier die, but I think that it's going to be the perfect introduction for Wolverine to hunt down Wanda. And that will be Wolverine's... That's going to be Wolverine's introduction into the MCU. And it's going to be a Tom Holland, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield moment when we see Hugh Jackman back on the big screen as Wolverine. Because Logan was supposed to be his last movie. Uh, It was the last movie him and Patrick Stewart were in together. I think this is going to be... Uh, I think if someone's going to get Hugh Jackman back in back into being Wolverine, I think it's going to be uh, Patrick Stewart's um, Patrick Stewart's Charles Xavier because they're like I don't know if if you know but they're like best friends off screen. Oh yeah, they're Patrick Stewart p- yeah. Hugh Jackman. Oh yeah, they're best so, friends. I think that would be the only way Charles Xavier or Patrick Stewart's Charles would have to be in the movie for Wolverine to come back. And then once once they get him in the suit, you know, Peter Foggy's just gonna offer Hugh Jackman a ridiculous amount of money to come back as Wolverine to the point where Hugh Jackman is just gonna have to say yes and become our entertainment slave. <laughs> um,
0: I love that theory so much. I would love for Hugh Jackman to come back as Wolverine. If and if you didn't know, Kevin Foggy actually worked on the first X Men film and I think I believe mm-hmm. I believe the first couple Spider Man films as well as a producer. So it would be a cool full circle moment if you could get Hugh Jackman to come back and Patrick Stewart as well um would it be the 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 two the Wolverine and Professor X that we know who knows they could be variants that's a good way to say things because again Logan did die at the end of Logan, and Charles Xavier, he did die in Logan, so it was a nice send-off for both of those characters, but I think that would be really, really cool if you could get Hugh Jackman to come back and set up a great story, but when I hear this, I think of like this emotional journey that Wanda was on, you know... That she's been on since Age of Ultron, losing her brother and then losing the love of her life, dusting, coming back and then she and then he's still dead, trying to have you know enslaving all these people for her emotional trauma, having these kids and then losing these kids and just like this this whole story where we just we just really felt for Wanda, but I think in the end she is going to become a villain and she is going to go mad because I think she's not going to let anyone or anything stop her from getting what she wants and what she no, wants are her children it. back her family back there's also been mm-hmm. theories about America Chavez Miss America who is uh, she's super, she's super strange she's a girl from the I think she's from the Bronx maybe uh Puerto Rican girl and she has also the ability to travel through, through the mul- to, to through different universes opening mm-hmm. on her own interdimensional so, latina Yes. So it's possible also oh, that maybe, um, maybe <laughs> calm yourself there. I can't see what you're doing, but calm yourself uh, <laughs> uh, so that, that, you know, that Wanda could ask for help from, um, from America Chavez and mm-hmm. Charles Xavier could get a word of this. Like Wanda, you shouldn't be doing that. That's the, the multiverse is already in madness. Uh, it's only <laughs> going, it's only going to cause, More uh, ripples and time, so I I think by the end of this movie, Wanda Maximoff will full full blown be Scarlet Witch. Also, I think she's read the whole Darkhold at this point because she probably knows every dark spell there is, and she is probably the most powerful being in the MCU. And honestly this thought just popped into my head. Like we can have more than one existing big, bad villain in the MCU. I think we can still have Kang. We can have the Scarlet Witch. We can have Dr. Doom down the line. I don't think we need to build to one particular villain. What do you think then? Uh, um, hmm. What, a wife, what do you think? It's, it's
1: not a hard question. I'm ready. Um, I don't know, I think... It, it, the multiverse of madness is just going to be such a bug. You, you don't really know what you're going to... Well, we know we're going to get Dark Strange for sure. But yes. what, I, what I'm really surprised is, is we haven't gotten another look at Kang yet. I don't
0: like, think... I mean, Kang, I think Kang we was introduced could. a while ago. I think we could get a brief look of Kang in... In Multiverse of Madness, I I, I think Loki is still going to show up in this show, and possibly he could go to Strange and tell him about Kang. I, uh-huh. I possibly I think we could see that, but, or maybe Str- Strange is too wrapped up with Wanda. The exact term for this that's being used for this movie of how crazy it is is quote bonkers by everybody in the cast, so or majority of people in the cast and the film, the film crew. <laughs> Did the cast watch What If? I would have to assume they watched What If, especially Doctor uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, well, he has to. Well, he did the voice. No. Yes, that was his voice for Strange Supreme. Which we have to lead to believe that that variant of Strange is Strange Supreme, because I, as much as I would think, you know, may again the multiverse you can kind of take people from different points of time and maybe maybe that strange supreme is strange supreme that strange is strange supreme but from before he turned uh, you know before he was instilled by the watcher
1: to have help maybe he was still
0: going crazy trying to get Christine
1: well we did see previews of that in the trailer <laughs> I think so um I think over- I think from what we saw in the trailer I think that was him reliving all those lives trying to get christine uh, uh, uh that was her name
0: yeah christine paul christine, yeah. so do you think strange supreme could be doing a similar thing that wanda is doing
1: yes and that's why dr strange seeks wanda's help oh
0: dude what if wanda and strange supreme end up teaming up
1: Whoa, because he's like, I know how to bring your family back. Because bitch. they're
0: both driven by the same thing. Like uh-huh. I lost the love of my life. You lost your kids. We know we can do we can bring them back. Like, oh my god, my mind is just spinning right now. Holy shit. Your mind is bugging. It's bugging, alright. Oh man. And I cannot wait for Multiverse of Madness. I cannot. Wait for this fucking movie. We're going to kick things off with a bang in April for the MCU. Uh, Real quick. Bang, bang, bang. Bang, bang, bang. There you go. Hey, Andreas. Uh, (laughs) So for the last uh, about 15 minutes or so of this podcast, my uh, My Time to Shine Hello has also reported that the Fantastic Four is being cast as we speak. So let's try and think about this for a second, Ben. Why don't we try... And see, who, we've kind of talked about this before, but see, who would we like to play the Fantastic Four? Um, let's start with Mr. Fantastic himself. Mm. Now, I have said many, many times, and this particular actor has said it himself, that he would love to play Mr. Fantastic, Mr. John Krasinski. Really? Yes. Jim from the office wants to be Mister Fantastic. I have seen people do concept art with him as Mister Fantastic. He would be perfect. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Um, you know, I think he would be good at it. And I think, uh, oh, go ahead. I, I think, but he do a good. He do a good job. But you know what it is my? I never really read any of the Fantastic Four comic, comics, and I didn't watch any of the movies that came after the one with Jessica Alba. So like my only opinion of Mister Fantastic, Mister Fantastic is the guy who played it in that movie.
0: Yes, and I I butcher his name anytime I try and say it. Uh, uh, typical so, white dude is his name. <laughs> typical white dude. Uh so yes, the other bit. Uh, you know he would be fantastic as. As Mister. No pun intended. As Mister. Fantastic, uh, the other is his real life wife, Emily Blunt. A lot of people have saying that she should be Invisible Woman, Sue Storm. Uh, she she has kind of said, you know, it's kind of annoying that people keep asking me about it to the point where it could turn people <laughs> off by it. Um, but honestly, I don't think you can get any better than the real life wife. You know, people who are married do have better. Chemistry together on screen, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah, uh, I, uh, I think, uh, I think Emily Blunt will do great as a blonde number one. She is a blonde uh, already. So, oh, is she?
0: Yeah, she's natural blonde.
1: I didn't know that. I thought she was a brunette. You know it is because mm-hmm. I've seen that movie. um What the hell is that movie with Anne Hathaway? Fucking in of Emily Blunt's oh, the yeah, other yeah, side. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I, that's right. I, she's just permanently that in my mind because you know she was good looking <laughs> in that movie. <laughs> uh, moving on.
0: Um, no, moving on.
1: <laughs> um, what's it called? Uh, I-, I think if her and John Krasinski are in that movie, it'll be good because that's the kind of dynamic that Mr. Fantastic and the Invisible Woman are supposed to have.
0: Yeah. I mean, real life couples, you know, in movies would work well together. Mm-hmm. Uh, some other people I'm looking at here, because I can't really think of anybody else better for John for Mr. Fantastic than John Krasinski. Uh, but also I'm seeing here, you know, I, mean, I literally looked at blonde actresses in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't yeah. have to be blonde, but I think, you know, I just thought of a blonde woman. Um, uh, Blake Lively would be interesting.
1: Know, get, Blake Lively. That Ri-
0: no, that's Ryan Reynolds' wife. She played. Uh, she was in. Uh, oh yeah, that, Gossip that Girl. would be
1: a. That would be a uh, a good pick. She's 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 good looking.
0: I think so too. Uh, along with and this might be a bit of a uh, I don't know about a crazy one, but uh, Jennifer Lawrence. I think she might do well as mis- as a miserable woman as well.
1: I think she'd put a good comedic spin on it too. Not nothing.
0: Yeah, uh, and God knows the MCU loves their comedy. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Um, I feel like Jennifer Lawrence can 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 kind of be like the the female Ryan Reynolds.
0: Yeah, but obviously, I think they also would want to have. I also think that I feel like Emily Blunt or Blake Lively might be a better pick, only because the comedic, the comedy of of the Fantastic Four would definitely go to Johnny Storm. Uh, you know. Uh, Oh well, it has to. You know, uh. Uh, Speaking of Johnny Storm, let's go Uh into some potential actors for him. So there's a lot of different actors that I think could play uh, the Human Torch, Johnny Storm. One actor in particular, and he would be my number one pick, is Dacre Montgomery. Dacre Montgomery, best known for playing Billy in Stranger Things, along with the Red Ranger. Um yeah, he would be idea. perfect. He's, you know, he's the right age. Uh, I think he's got to be in like his mid to late 20s. Uh so he could play a good good role there. Also best friends with Spider-Man. I'd love to see him show up in a Spider-Man movie. Um I think it'd be really good here other actors. I also looked up actors here who could play him. Another guy who I thought would be great, Joe Keery, who plays uh Steve in Stranger Things. Okay. Yeah. I like that too. But one thing I don't like here is someone say, uh, that fa- apparently fans actually want to see play Johnny Storm. Aaron
1: Paul. Aaron Paul. Who's Aaron Paul?
0: He's that douchebag, Viner, boxer, YouTuber. I don't know. Him, the Paul brothers. Oh. Logan Paul? Logan Paul, Aaron Paul. Oh, it's, oh, I'm sorry. Aaron Paul. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, I'm so sorry. Aaron Paul was in Breaking Bad. No way. He's too old. He's 42. Wow, as so, the torch? As no, no way. Okay, I'm so sorry. I I disgraced. Uh, <laughs> I thought I confused him with the the Paul brothers. Okay, good. Nobody wants those douchebag Paul brothers to play. Uh, Nobody wants them breathing. No, I can't stand those fucking guys. They're dickheads. They're fucking losers. They are fucking losers. Um, I see some other things here. Zach Efron has kind of been called also to play Human Torch, but I think he's a little too old, too much older now. Uh, too much of a fucking bitch. Hey, Zac Efron's cool.
1: Zac Efron, just suck it. <laughs> uh, uh,
0: Dave Franco, uh, I don't think Dave Franco would be a good nah. uh, Human Torch. Um, w- this is actually—I just thought of something now, and I could totally see Marvel doing it. I could totally see them cast Pete Davidson
1: as the. Yeah, I could see it too. I actually. could see that, it. I could. Pick.
0: I. I don't. I don't think I'd mind it. I don't. I don't think I'd mind Pete Davidson. He is funny. He'd probably give more of like a stoner. (laughs) You know, be that'd be really fucking funny if he if Pete Davidson is negotiating his contract. He's like, all right, I'll do the movie, but uh, can he be a stoner guy? Can I smoke weed? Like (laughs) that'd be fucking great. Um, I don't know if
1: the MCU would allow it, but yeah,
0: I don't think they would. But uh, I'm also seeing Dylan and Cole Sprouse uh, as possible. actors as for the role. Uh Liam, I don't know what
1: they look like nowadays. I don't, I can only see them as 13-year-olds.
0: Well, they're pretty good-looking dudes there. They're both blonde hair. They could actually they could probably do a good job as Johnny Storm. Uh Liam Hemsworth, uh Chris Hemsworth's younger brother.
1: <laughs> Possibly. Just, just get both brothers in the MCU, fuck it.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Uh I'm also seeing uh Joseph gordon lovett as a potential pick for Mr. Fantastic. Going back to him real quick. That's Lord. a good one. I think he, if we don't get John Krasinski, I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt would be an ex- excellent pick for uh, for Mister Fantastic. Um, I think so too. Now let's go over to uh, the Thing actors who could play the Thing. As I type on my keyboard,
1: I always wanted that that actor from Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> Which actor? To uh, to be to be him? I he plays Sergeant. Um, He's the guy who collects the dirt, to save a prime line. Okay. Um I can't remember what the hell's what the hell's his name is. Yeah, but I good. always thought that he would be a great like actor to play the thing.
0: Okay. Um some guys that come up here. Um I I just looked into Google images and uh <laughs> uh Ron Swanson comes up. Really? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why it does. Uh, I'm gonna go. Into, I'm going to this article here. Uh, we have uh, Liv uh, Schreiber. He played uh, uh Sabretooth in the X Men Origins uh, Wolverine movie. Oh sure. God! Okay. A- Adam Sandler? No, no, God, no, no. What uh, no. is Ma- this
1: like a cheap Netflix film? Yeah, Michael
0: Shannon. He's uh, he he's be- he's played Zod in. Uh, we call it in uh, uh, Man of Steel. Another person says Adam Driver? Nah, I wouldn't see. I couldn't see. No. Adam. For the thing? <laughs> no way. Uh, Vigo Mortensen. Uh, he was in the movie Green Book. He was the driver.
1: Listen, Vigo Mortensen. Do you know who? Oh, you, uh, you don't know who you're talking about. Dude, no, that's I don't. fucking Aragorn from Lord of the Rings, dude. Ooh, nice. Sorry. Again, I have not seen Lord of the Rings. <laughs> dude. Viggo Mortensen's name is not Viggo Mortensen. It's fucking Aragorn. Get it right. Okay. Yeah,
0: apparently in this article, Nick Offerman is number two, possibly to play The Thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Along with John Hamm as number three. No, John Hamm I have in mind. John for Hamm as The Thing? No, I have him in mind as another character. Danny
1: McBride?
0: Are you fucking kidding me? Who wrote this list?
1: Abby. James Franco directing.
0: Who wrote this list? This list is garbage. And then, Bri- and then Briar Ty- Brian Tyree Henry. He was already in. Uh, uh, what, what is that? He he's in the Eternals. Okay. okay. Anyway, but he can't so- be that if he's in the Eternals. No, absolutely, he can't be it. Um, but I will say this: my pick to play the thing, and no other person but this person should play the thing. It might be a little hard because he's in DC. John Cena. As the thing, come on,
1: nothing. I totally see where you are coming from.
0: Come on, dude, he'd be amazing. What's
1: that? What's that thing he's doing now? Where he's like the eagle, dude.
0: He's peacemaker in uh, in DC. uh he's 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 doing a great job, which is why I don't think he would play the thing. But you gotta imagine, like some people have kind of gone back and forth with DC and Marvel. Yeah. So Yeah, you're right. I could totally see him play the thing. I Dude, would every... love Come on. Can you Hold you imagine Cena just going in there? It's clobber time. Just <laughs> it would it would just be awesome to me. It would just be really, really awesome. Um finally, let's talk about the bad guy, the main bad guy. Actors who could play Doctor
1: Doom. Do you have anybody in mind, Vin? Or oh, uh-uh. If you're not going to bring back Fastbender's Magneto, Fastbender.
0: Ooh, Michael Fastbender would be excellent. I think he'd be a great Doctor Doom. There was actually an article uh, a couple years ago, I remember reading, that Marvel was reportedly in talks with him to play Doctor Doom.
1: Well, he did a fantastic job as Magneto, so...
0: Yes, he did. He can play an excellent villain. Now, Mm -hmm. my top pick for Doctor Doom is John Ham. uh, you know what? I agree. John Ham would be
1: an excellent Doctor Doom. Did you ever see the movie Baby Driver? Yes, I did. I think just from that movie alone, and he didn't play a mega villain. He played a cool, like, criminal dude uh, who loved his, his wife or whatever. Yes. He was just a man so, um, driven by revenge and love. He's just a great actor. I agree with that hundred percent. And he's totally a fast type.
0: Oh, he'd be great. Uh, some other actors we see here. Uh, I see Keanu Reeves as Doctor Doom. I can't really see Keanu Reeves be a bad guy, honestly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Keanu Reeves is meant to be a good guy for the rest of his life. So he
0: is a great. He is a great actor, but I don't see. I, and i And he has spoken about wanting to be in the MCU, or Kevin Feige wanting he, him. He should have been Moon Knight. What's that? Oh yeah, he should, should, yeah, should have been Moon Knight, I'm not sure, Poe Dameron. I'm sure, I'm sure Oscar Isaac would, will do a great job. I'm sure he'll do You mean good. Poe Dameron? Yeah, Poe Dameron. Oscar. I'm <laughs> using his real name. You're using his Star Wars name. Um, sure. I,
1: th- I'm, what, I'm using his birth name.
0: <laughs> okay, what do you think about this one? Christoph Waltz.
1: Ooh. Uh, German accent or no German accent? I say put the accent in there. Put it in there, right? Put it in there. Yeah. If he's if he's German, yes. If he's not German, no. Okay. Um, Brian and Cranst- give him his comedy. Uh, yes, Brian Cranston. No.
0: No. Okay, I see him pop up here. No, it's too okay. fatherly. Okay. I mean, if you see Breaking Bad, then no. <laughs> okay. okay
1: well, everybody, everybody has so no.
0: Okay. Here's a really big one. And because this guy is killing it as bad guys everywhere, could you imagine Dr. Doom being played by Giancarlo Esposito? Was... Oh? Moff Gideon. Yes. Oh, he'd be great, dude.
1: He'd be so good. He would. I'll agree to it. Um, He's just meant to play villains.
0: Oh, yeah. He would... Of course, he's he's only meant to play villains. Um, and then we have another one here. Um, uh, you know how he's the
1: villain in Far Cry 6? Yes. So um, he was like, they took a recording of him. So I can't remember what company makes, makes uh, the Far Cry games. But um, once you start playing... Somehow they get a hold of your email, probably through Microsoft. Mm-hmm. And he was sending like they they recorded like a personal video of him speaking like, "Oh, what's the matter?" Like yeah. if you stopped playing Far Cry and you didn't beat it, mm-hmm. like he sent like you got an email from Far Cry and it was like a video of him saying, "What's the matter? You're a pussy." <laughs> Are you he, serious? He, he's like, yes, he's like uh, he's he's like in his in his get up from that that game. That that is amazing i read an article about that on facebook that's amazing the other thing he's like he's like what's the matter too hard fuck you (laughs) or some shit
0: (laughs) i see i saw another thing with him when mandalorian came out and he was saying about how his daughters were just like oh daddy you're not gonna kill baby yoda are you grogu he's like and he's listen i will end that little motherfucker i will beat the (laughs) shit out of him i will fuck him up he is so committed to being a bad guy that he is willing to make his like children, that. make his children cry about it. So, uh, for me, if they go with John Hamm or John Carlo Espe- Carl uh, uh or even Christoph Waltz, that would be excellent casting on my part. I think so too yeah anyway i think that is the time we all have here for tonight here at fan speculation thank you so much Vinny. it's good to be talking with you my friend good to catch up here That's right. That's right. um this is kind of the podcast storm for the next few weeks while book of boba fett is going on uh so mm-hmm. thank you all so much uh we genuinely appreciate every single one of you who listens to us every single day. If you have not already, please be sure to be following us on social media, on, uh, on Instagram at speculation underscore pod, on Twitter at fanspeculation. That is all one word there, no spaces. Uh, please be sure to leave us a five-star review on uh, Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, because now they have a five-star ranking system on their app. Uh, share with your friends. Write a review. It really, really helps us in numbers in the podcast feed. Um we love doing this podcast every single week for you guys. And it's just, fun. Yeah. it'd it's be just, great if we got paid. <laughs> yes, it would be great if we got paid, if we could do something. If we got num- good numbers or something or whatever, you know, if we had a big enough following, you know, we could do things like maybe a Patreon page or something, you know. Maybe we yeah. could have t shirts or something, but we got to see more, you know, views and, and listens. And, you know, maybe some big things can come in the near future for us, but we need your oh. help. We need your help, so thank you we all so much. Support for li- fans. Yes, support the pod. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Fans Speculation. So for CJ Palmasano and my co-host Vinny Carini, thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you all next time.
1: The kind gang bang.